0: All right, we are live with a special mailbag edition of the Patriot Nation podcast. Uh, Spags, we're here. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. We haven't been on for a while, but uh, summer is is rapidly approaching, and so uh, we got a few things to talk about.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, we haven't done this since the draft. I've been pretty much uh, enjoying my time off. I haven't yep. looked too much into football, um, but I think everybody kind of needs that after after a long season like that. So,
0: yep. Yeah, we're ready to go, and uh, you may have noticed, if you're watching on YouTube, you may have noticed uh, that uh, we it's a two-man show instead of a three-man show right now. That is because, as some of you probably already know, Keegan has accepted a job with Nessun and is currently killing it over there uh, at Nessun. It. Just totally crushing it, uh, just busting out. Um, we're proud
1: of him. We feel like proud proud
0: fathers i dude i really i literally feel like a proud dad it's pretty awesome so he's uh he's killing it over there uh but his schedule is a little crazy right now and so probably not going to be on the show not officially gone uh but you know it's going to be really difficult for him to make it so for the majority of the time he won't be around but uh he'll I'll join he'll us whenever he wants he's a pat's public guy for life so whenever he's around he's uh he's he you know he's coming on the show so uh so there's that also tomorrow's my last day of school pretty exciting Pretty exciting, um, off to you know, off to, literally. So I <laughs> tomorrow's my last day of school, And then I'm leaving at six o'clock to fly to Disney. So it's pretty awesome. Um, so that, that's a good way to good way to end the school year. But uh, I've had some I've had some good, you know, I had a good year this year. Um, a lot of great kids appreciate my D block has uh, has gotten our subscribers way up. We, we started at like 275 and we're over 400 now. Uh, pretty much all because of, uh, of D block. And Teddy specifically Teddy wants to be the our our manager, but uh you know he's got to wait a few years you know, maybe get out of high school first and then and then maybe he can be he because i I don't make enough money to have him be my manager I'd be sending him you know ten cents a week or something like that so uh you know but uh but we appreciate all the work they've done and uh i had I had some good kids this year, so it, it's gonna be it, it's a little bittersweet them leaving some kids are are moving on to a different high school some kids will you know will stick around, but I won't have them anymore, but at least I'll see them around the hallways but uh it's been it's been a good year, but uh, I think we're all ready for summer. So uh, so, you know, we're ready to go, ready to go for tomorrow. Half day tomorrow. It's going to be fun. So. so All right. With that being said, let's let's get into let's get in the mail back. We had some uh, we had some people submit questions over on uh, over on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions here, if you're watching and, and anything comes up. Um, but, uh, yep. Thank you. Dark blue gold. Appreciate it. We're going to be talking about the throwbacks as well. Actually, that's a good thing to bring up throwback throwback jerseys are coming back this year the twitter video was dope with uh with the delorean that was pretty awesome uh they can use them up to three times uh this year we would assume that their home games they are playing again um in uh what's called on thanksgiving and i think they wore them last last time in thanksgiving but thanksgiving i think so they wore them in detroit for thanksgiving and i wonder if detroit wore gold or black and they were they wore um i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly how they do it but I, i'm pretty sure when they played on thanksgiving so it's a possibility at least that they could wear red if you know minnesota is going to wear like a black or a purple it's unlikely but it's at least a possibility that would be cool so but either way best uh best uniforms in football come back this year for uh for, for sure. up to three yeah. games so So we'll see Brady was pissed. It was, it was great with the, the Brady tweeted out the liar, liar gif of like, oh, come on. That was good. So, so so let's get right into it. Um, We'll get right into it. I'm going to start, we're going to start on the, uh, most of these questions are offensively. um, But a few, multiple people here was asking about kind of the Shanahan type offense and, you know, what that means as far as, you know, what it's going to look like moving forward. Of course, we don't know the answer to that, right? But, but I do think like the simplification of the offense is going to help a lot. I mean, we've seen, you know, Jared freaking Goff made a Super Bowl, right? In this offense, like it's made, Matt Ryan won an MVP, like Stafford just won the Super Bowl doing it. So, like, this is the type of offense, and this you mean is the Jimmy new Goff. way. You mean Jimmy
1: Garoppolo, not Goff, yeah, <laughs>
0: Garoppolo, well, and Goff too. But yes, oh. Jimmy Garoppolo too.
1: God. Oh yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. right, right. So, yeah. and I think was Shanahan on that team on the Rams team, or had some had some affiliation with it because right because they both came from Washington. Yeah. So like similar offense, not quite the yeah. same thing, but you know similar offense. But you're right, Jimmy G uh, with Shanahan got there, right? So Matt Ryan obviously MVP. So um, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for Mac Jones and for this offense to make it a little bit uh, a little bit more user friendly, if if you will
1: yeah I think I mean they threw a lot at him as a rookie you can only expect a lot more um you know in year two and I think everything you hear about him anything they throw at him he's able to to kind of accomplish and be able to 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 succeed under right so uh, we don't even know who's calling plays who's running the offense I mean I would assume you might see something like you see with the defense with um you know Mayo and Belichick maybe it's kind of a two-man job and and you know, maybe as the year goes on, Bill kind of lets the leash a little bit longer, but I think Belichick will have a lot to do with the offensive side of the ball, right? Like this is just mini camp and we haven't seen much from training camp, not even a preseason game. So You don't want to speculate too much, but, um, you know, I think they have the pieces to run that sort of offense. I think it would help them um, score more points, be more efficient, right? Like, you have guys like Kendrick Bourne who can make plays with the ball in his hands. Who knows how they kind of use Tyquan Thornton, if he's going to play it, much as a rookie. You saw him at minicamp, really thin, um, kind of frail, obviously a crowded wide receiver room. Nelson Aguilar looks to be, you know, here for, the, for, for at least this year, right? Obviously the big cap hit in the contract, and I think he's really good in that room. I think he's somebody that, you know, although, um, you know, people are varying to, opinions on his play I think he's really good in terms of his veteran leadership and somebody that you know understands the game well um so long story short uh, I think they have the pieces to be able to do it but it's still so early to tell but I think um you know all you Josh McDaniels haters that used to complain and complain and complain you're gonna see some growing pains I think early on with what it's like to not have maybe you know bonafide offensive coordinator somebody that's had success in the league for a really really long time right uh, but With that being said, maybe it was time for a new system and and some new voices in there. Who knows?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. So, uh, and we have a few kind of, and again, like questions kind of melding together here about the Shanahan offense and, you know, and, and these young rookie running backs, primarily Pierre Strong, right? Pierre Strong is the guy, you know, had the fastest 40 of the combine for, you know, for a running back, really showed some explosiveness of South Dakota, but it was South Dakota, the real question is, and the reason why these guys don't typically play as rookies is because they don't have the pass pro, right? They can't do the pass projection at the NFL level. Sony Michel played his rookie year because he had the pass projection as rookie year, right? He was already at that level. And so uh, I don't know if Pierre Strong is. I've heard he's a willing blocker. Um, they say that he did, you know, his tape looks good, but he was playing in South Dakota. Like the question is, is you going to be able to do that at the NFL level right away? I don't know if that's the case. And so someone was asking about, you know, which rookies could get redshirted. Obviously, you know, you look at the later-round pick guys and you're thinking most of those guys will get redshirted. I think that, you know, the running backs are really, really in strong contention to be those guys, right? Kevin Harris, yeah, well, I, you know, I think and, and it
1: depends on. I think it depends on how healthy White is. I don't know if he'll be ready for week one. Right. Um, And really, the only rookie running backs that really played and played a significant role under Bill Belichick were – from the top of my head, Maroney and Michelle, both first round picks. Right. Um, So it was kind of, I don't want to say weird, but I think it showed how ahead of schedule Ramondre Stevenson was to come in and play as much as he did as a fourth round pick. But if you can remember, it did take him some time, right? He fumbled week one. He was a healthy scratch the next few weeks or kind of in and out of the lineup. Um, When white went down, it's, Hey, you're in. Right. So um, I think that could be kind of a role where strong can kind of help them maybe helps a little bit on special teams. Um, if white's not ready, you know, third down back as a fourth round rookie might be a lot for him to handle, especially with the pass protection duties you, that comes with that role. Um, but as, as far as, you know, the strong pick goes, Damian Harris is a free agent at the end of the year, right? So is that okay. kind of their, Hey, we're reloading with two power backs, guys that can run between the tackles and make things happen at the second level with Stevenson and strong. Um, but I think this year you're looking at Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, kind of a 60 40 type of split um similar to what you saw last year i mean like you said bolden is no longer in the question we saw how they used him in spurts um mm-hmm. if, if strong it can is shown he's capable of that i think that'd be a great role for him as a rookie but with those two there it's going to be tough for him to find you know meaningful snaps at least right now right so right
0: um, yeah no i think so that'd strange. be a
1: similar role for him as a rookie brandon bolden type
0: right right and it you know makes sense i mean like you say you know typically the guys that are getting that play are early round guys, right? And so, you know, it's asking a lot to ask Pierre Strong to make a jump from South Dakota and all of a sudden be good at pass direction and be able to get out on routes and catch the ball and everything like that. So I do think that we'll see a lot more from Ramondre Stevenson about that. Uh, we did have a few. I'm going to kind of lump another few questions together because we had a question about Ramondre being maybe the lead back this year. And then also someone asked about any big moves that the Patriots might make and so we can talk about other big moves maybe that, that we might see. But, but to me, and you know, I'll kind of start with this one. To me, I think the only situation that you see Ramondre Stevenson maybe getting that lead back role is if, because you mentioned that Damian Harris in the final year of his contract, the Patriots do not typically, typically at least, do not pay why, uh, running backs. So is there a possibility, and I think that there is, that they move on from Damian Harris. If they can get some serious value back for him do they trade him before his contract runs out? And then they say, hey, we're okay with Mondre as our number one back and, you know, Pierre Strong as our number two back, let's say, right? I or Kevin Harris or whatever. I, I, think I think it's
1: very, very unlikely. I think the more likely situation was would be, hey, we might only have this guy for one more year. Let's run him wild, right? Like, right. you know, get the most use out of him you can. But I also think, too, I mean, if you maybe were to ask me last year, I would have had a different opinion. But I think they view him as somebody that they want, that they want to be here for the first bill future and I think him too yep. you saw how much he um, was involved in the community the other sports how much he's you know he's on NBC Sports Boston a lot of the pregame for the Bruins and Celtics down the stretch talking about kind of want to being here and how mm-hmm. special it is to play here right I think you could see something like a you know obviously different roles and he probably demand a little bit more money but you know James White right just a running back that Whenever he's up for contract, you kind of assume, hey, this guy's going to be back. Like, I could see Damian Harris being that type of guy for the foreseeable future, a big part of their culture going forward. And I think that that kind of came together over the last year or so, obviously coming off a monster year. But this offseason as well, being heavily involved in the community, um, I think that's a guy that I'd love for him to stand. I think that's a – and you, you don't have to, you know, run him like crazy. you get got Ramondre Stevens in behind him and you have Pierre Strong. But I think that running back room – uh, will be very interesting to play out not only this year but as we kind of as the year goes on, see how they're using guys, maybe how they value the position going forward.
0: I I tell you what, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, you know, I know I I mentioned that he they could theoretically yeah, move on right. from. I just think that you know, first of all, it's a running back. You're not going to get a ton of value back for that, anyways. And so, like, whatever value you're going to get back, could I I don't see how that could be equal to the value that he's going to have. A on your football team in the locker room. Cause he seems like a leader out there and then B on the field. Right. Because he scored 15 touchdowns last year. He was dependable. Now he fumbled a few times at big moments, uh, you know, twice in the, in the red zone. One of them cost him, you know, the game in the first week of the season, but you know, he's a guy that I think that they, that they have grown to really be able to rely on. And, I'd be surprised if they moved on from him. And and you may be right where they might say, hey, look, man, we want to keep you around long term. Obviously, we got to make the money work, right? But we'd like to keep you around long term and, and kind of see where that goes. Now, again, does that mean that they're going to necessarily sign him for whatever they want? No, of course. But, you know, that could be a situation where he says, hey, I like it here. I like playing here. You know, no one's going to throw massive money at me. No one's going to throw, you know, Alvin Kamara money at me or Derek Henry money at me. I might just stay here and yeah, sure. I'll take a little bit of a hometown discount, but so what, you know, I'm happy and I'm getting the ball and I'm, I'm playing well and you know, you can kind of go from there. So, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens um, with that. So anyway, so there's two other, uh, two other questions are going to mash together. People asked about uh, the, what the wide receiver room looks like. And then someone also mentioned Tyler lamb mentioned that, you know, he likes what, what the skill position looks like right now. And, And a lot of people crap on the, on the skill position. But to me, you know, I'm kind of in agreement with him. Where, yeah, we may not have necessarily a number one guy, but you look at the guys yeah, that are yeah. there. We have, yeah, you, know, you get you got Parker, you got Myers, you got Born, you got Aguilar, you got Thornton, you got you know Wilkerson, Ty Montgomery, you know even Trey Nixon, who who popped in OTAs, who's my guy. Everyone knows he's my guy, right? And so, um, and so to me, I think I think that that makes sense to me. Where you know, yeah, maybe we don't have a number one guy, but if you got three or four number twos, it may not be, you know, it's not going to be one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, but like you're going to be able to be competitive at least.
1: You you won 10 games with the group you had last year and I think you improved mightily. Um, and I think that group last year, I think overachieved, right? Kendrick Borner to create a year. Kendrick, yep. uh, Jacoby Myers continued to, to develop into a, you know, a solid number two and a, and a good option out of the slot. You went out, you got Devontae Parker and improved your X position, which I think was their biggest you know, flaw over the last few years, even dating back. Well, they had, you know, Brandon Cooks for a year, but even before that, right. They really never had a true threat outside the numbers. Um, and then you factor in the, the draft pick of Tyquan Thornton, right. Now I think everybody's kind of in agreement now that, Hey, this is their guy, but obviously it dates back to draft night. And I love kind of pulling that up. Right. Like
0: yeah. you
1: wanted speed for years. You got the fastest guy. Right. And right, you know, if you can't make four, two, eight play, I don't, you could bring in Justin Jefferson right now and maybe he doesn't pan out. Right. So uh, I think it all comes down to the development um, and, and the way they use him. And if they can figure out a way to kind of, you know, utilize him to his strengths, maybe get the ball into him in space, like, you know, shallow crossers, scheme, some things up for him, right. Like things we called about for years for Nikhil Harry, right. Put him in a situation to succeed and and do that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to look for for him, but the group for a whole, Super satisfied. And they have depth, right? Like you know, in years past, if one mm-hmm. of those guys were to go down, right, the offense ran through Julian Edelman, and you know, Gronk was a shell of himself, right? If one of those guys were to go down, I think they have enough pieces and enough versatility to be able to make it work and, and not really necessarily miss a beat. Right, right from a week to week standpoint. So
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Could couldn't agree more, you know, and that's and that's the thing with me and the Thornton thing. Listen, I wrote I wrote about it uh a few weeks ago. Like they've, they've failed at that position multiple times over and over and over and over again. And they had an opportunity where they saw the, they saw her coming off the board. They saw things happening, but at the end of the day, right. They chose the wrong guy and that's, and that's happened. And you're going to have to live with that. Right. But like you, got, at some point, either you trust bill or you don't right? like he saw her coming. We talked about, we've talked about this, uh, you know, uh, multiple times, but you saw her coming they, so, they read the draft exactly right. They read it exactly right. They knew a run wide receivers were coming. They traded in front of it. They drafted the guy they wanted. Did they draft the right guy? We don't know. But, like, either you trust them or you don't. Like, at a certain point, it's like, I wanted George Pickens, too. I was calling for George Pickens at 29, right? Like, they had him at 50, and they didn't draft him. But they got the guy that they wanted. And so, as far as I'm concerned, right now, let's trust them, and then hopefully it isn't a bust like the other ones have been, and we'll see what happens, you know? So, um, all right, let's flip over to the to the defense side of the ball. We get at Sugar Ricky is asking, which off-ball linebackers do you see the Patriots going with once the regular season starts? Of course, uh, fraught without, with with off-ball linebackers, most of them young, all of them inexperienced. We've only really watched one guy play off-ball linebacker on the Patriots roster right now, and that is Juwan Bentley. So there's a lot of question marks, but uh, who do you think are, are going to be the guys to be playing the most once the season starts?
1: Yeah, I mean, Josh Uche got a lot of buzz um, from both Bill Belichick and Stephen Belichick. I think that's a guy that they look to being a a big part of their defense this year. I think that's a guy that, you know, battled some injuries early on. Obviously, last year they brought back Kyle Noy, Jamie Collins, Hightower was in the mix. I know he typically plays in the middle. But um, somebody that was kind of buried on a depth chart, um, I think that's a guy that this year should have a big role, right? and all depends on camp and, and who pops. I really like Cameron McGrone. I've been beating that drum for two years. I think that's a player that can really help them, yep. um, and Raekwon McMillan as well. We saw him play a little bit in the middle in last training camp in the very limited time we saw him. I think he tore his ACL one of the on the first week, uh, yep. even before pads. So they got a good mix of guys. It's kind of, I think that's the biggest question mark. I think on paper and from what we've seen in limited you know, looks and snaps, it looks okay. But I think that's a group that what used to be a real strength of New England's defense will have a lot of new faces and a lot of moving pieces. But I think they got more athletic. Obviously, Hightower is he's uh, unsigned. I mean, who knows about his future, kind of what, what holds there. I think I'm sure if he had a spot here um, or, you know, if they came calling, he'd come play. I don't know what the whole deal is there. But um, Bentley, I think maybe shift into the middle. We saw him do that the year Hightower opted out and then like I said guys like McMillan, Uche, um, even Ronnie Perkins who knows if he's kind of coming off the edge or they'll use him in a little bit more of an off-ball role Um, so I think they have the youth and the the athleticism it's just now can these guys go out there and kind of prove their worth and and show the hype that they were given you know coming out of school and um, you know coming into year two. For, right. like,
0: a guy like McMillan. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, that, and that's and that's where you're at right now. A lot of question marks, right? We don't know how any of these guys are going to be, but is, you know, we're talking about getting faster and getting more athletic. That's what we're talking about. That's where the league's headed. Well, if that's what the league's headed, that's what you want. You got Raekwon McMillan, you got Cam McGrone, you got Josh Houche. You're talking about, you know, like, faster, more athletic. That's what you're talking about. That's what you got, right? Now, again, we haven't seen those guys play. So it's a huge question mark. But I mean, that's what we asked. That's what we're asking for. That's what we're getting. Right. And so at a certain point, again, it just looks like let's just let's you know, let's see what let's see what happens. But I'm excited about it. I'm nervous about it, but I'm also excited about it. And so so we'll uh we'll see what happens there. All right. one, one question about Nikhil Harry? We're just gonna skip over the Nikhil Harry question. Nikhil Harry will not be on the team this year. I can just I will. I will put that down in Sharpie. Nikhil Harry will not be on the team this year. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. They get too many wide receivers unless they get the training camp with them and someone goes down with an injury, which at this point, they might just be waiting for training camp and just say, screw it. Someone's going to go down with an injury or someone bakers will go down with an injury or someone, someone else will go down with an injury and they'll be able to move him for something, right? So that's kind of where I look at it. Like, we're going to cut this guy. Hey, you're going to cut that guy. Let's just flip these two guys, right? I, I would expect something like that to happen. We'll see, but that's what I assume is going to happen with him. The The last question that we'll get to here um, is about um, oh, Cole Strange. Yeah, no, where they make cap room? that's That's where they're going to get it from, is Nikhil Harry, a few other guys. They'll move my, my, some money around. But the Maybe last
1: Matthew question, Judon restructure or something like that. Right. That'll yep. be in the works.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, the last question we had was about the roster construction, and there were two guys in particular that people were asking if they'll make the 53, and that is Brian Hoyer. And um, and Jake Bailey. Now, Jake Bailey again going into the final year of his contract. Brian Hoyer's Brian Hoyer. He's ninety six years old. Like you know, he's younger than Brady still, but but nevertheless, you know. I, I he's think old until in terms of
1: Bailey, do. yes, and that's some way you can create some cap room. I'm not a cap guru, but just kind of looking at the roster, a Jake Bailey extension can kind of lower that cap hit, right? You can move some right. money around. I think that's there. They didn't address the punting position. I know they brought in an undrafted free agent. Um, who was there in, in OTAs. I'm sure he'll be there kind of as a camp body, but that's his position. Yeah. Everybody was kind of down on his play after, you know, a Pro Bowl season the year before. I think he battled that knee injury. Um, so keep an eye on an extension for Bailey coming through. Um, that that can certainly open up some cap room. Um, and as, as far as Hoyer goes, um, yeah, I mean, they brought him back, right? So uh, that's a guy that, right, Max in year two, you got to – Bailey Zappi is a fourth round pick as a rookie. He's still learning, right? You, you kind of still need a veteran presence in that room. Um, you know, obviously there's some gymnastics you can do with like, you know, if he gets cut, he doesn't have to go through waivers and they can make things work at, at cut down day in terms of like IR and guys and, and creating space. Right. So yeah, maybe he gets cut like he did at training camp last year and resign. But I think that's a guy that you keep on and, you know, maybe he doesn't dress every game, but he's certainly there in, in terms of a mentoring role. I know, Um, maybe it depends on how far Mac is advanced, but I think with a lot of new faces on offense in terms of the coaching staff, it'd be good to have some, um, familiarity with, with Hoyer being there and somebody that's kind of seen it from all different angles at at, at multiple different spots. So I would say yes to Brian Hoyer and for Bailey. Yes. And I think an extension should be coming.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And and I think, you know, Zappi's a guy, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hoyer dress every week because – and the biggest reason for me is because if you have Hoyer, God forbid something happens to Mac, right? Something has to come in. He gets hurt for, you know, a series has to come up. Do you want Bailey Zappa going going in? I, I just – to me, I look at it and say, well, Hoyer is the backup, right? And Zappy's the third-string guy. Yeah, and, and so Zappi kind of – you know
1: in a mid-game, Brian Hoyer, but I think if you had a week or a few weeks to prepare, you probably – that is zappi
0: just because of the talent right 100% 100% and that that's you know so for me it's like on game day Hoyer should probably be the backup now there is a possibility now because you like you mentioned you can cut Hoyer he can end up on the practice squad you could put him on the practice squad which you could do right now are they going to want to do they might be they might want to do that they might be impressed with zappi during the during the you know training camp they might say hey look
1: i mean Stidham did it 3 years ago similar situation when he was a fourth right. round rookie beat out hoyer and yep. he ended up getting signed by Indy and actually played a little bit that year. Obviously, different situations. Right? Of course, but right? Here.
0: But yes, but- right. Same, same idea, right? Where you could you could cut Hoyer and say, "Listen, stay on the practice squad. You know, we want you still here, but we're just going to put you on the practice squad so we can save a roster spot. We'll pay you whatever you want, but we're just going to put you on the practice squad to you know to kind of keep that going." So, I, uh, I think, I think in reality, that's the only way that Hoyer doesn't make the fifty-three. I think it makes sense for Hoyer to make the fifty-three. Maybe he doesn't simply because. On the practice squad, but I expect Hoyer to be in New England this year, uh, one way or the other. So, so we'll see. But uh, that's all we got. It seems like it seems like uh, the chat's quiet. With that, got a few Mr. Lane outs. Appreciate appreciate my uh, my kids over there. So thank you for that. And um, that's it. So I think so see I think we yeah. I was gonna say I think we'll probably be off until training camp uh, again. Uh, certainly won't do night. We won't do one next weekend. And, uh, maybe we'll do one the week before training camp. Although I might be away that week too. So, so I got a few, we got a few vacations coming up. Uh, but nevertheless, um, we'll be back certainly around training camp. We appreciate you guys uh, coming through. Thank you. And, uh, and we'll talk to you soon.